the Erie Canal and Railroad Building History Stories Collection. The Erie Canal. Before Fulton invented the steamboat, supplies had been carried to the western settlers over the mountains from the east. Now, however, steamboats puffed up the Mississippi from New Orleans, loaded down with goods that had been brought all the way from Europe. The settlers could get all the supplies they wanted, and at a much lower cost. For this reason, the merchants of New York and the east were in danger of losing all their trade with the settlers. They saw that they must have some connection with the West by water, and so they planned the Erie Canal. It took seven years to dig. When it was finished, it was 363 miles long, 40 feet wide, and 4 feet deep. The depth was later increased to 7 feet. It stretched straight across the state of New York from Lake Erie to the Hudson River. In the autumn of 1825, when the canal was finished, there was a great celebration. A fleet of canal boats carried Governor Clinton of New York and a number of other distinguished men across the state. The merchants of the East were no longer afraid of the Mississippi route, for they had a route of their own. The canal became the great highway of commerce from the east to the west and from the west to the east. New York recovered her trade and flourished, and flourishing cities grew up along the canal. But there were cities in the east that could not use the canal. Farther south they could not dig a canal across the mountains. All their goods had to be carried over the Cumberland Gap on the backs of horses. But a new means of travel and transportation had been invented, which was to far surpass the steamboat, and which was to help every city, no matter where located. Railroad Building The first railroad in America was a very rude affair. There were no palace cars or steel rails, nor did the trains run at a speed of 60 miles an hour. Instead, cars that looked like huge wagons ran on wooden rails and were dragged along by horses. But George Stevenson had thought out a plan for a machine that would pull the cars along by steam. He called his engine Puffing Billy. He kept at work, always improving it. In 1825, after 11 years of hard work, he made an engine that could pull both passengers and freight. In 1828, the first long railroad in America was started. A great ceremony took place. It was a very solemn occasion. Charles, Charles Carroll, the only living signer of the Declaration of Independence, drove the first spade into the ground where the first rail was to be laid. As he did so, he said, I consider this among the most important acts of my life, second only to that of signing the Declaration of Independence. This railroad was the famous Baltimore and Ohio. Inventors continued to improve the locomotive. In 1831, an American company built one which ran at the rate of 15 miles an hour. At that time, that was considered a very rapid rate. Since then, railroad building and transportation have improved wonderfully. By 1842, one could travel by rail from Boston to Buffalo, but it was not until ten years later that Chicago was connected by rail with the East. Gradually, the railroad spread a network over the country. In 1857, St. Louis and Chicago were connected. 
a railroad to the Pacific Coast was much needed, and Congress voted an appropriation of $50 million for the work. By 1869, the great work was completed. Other lines to the coast were started. Many railroads crossed the mountains, connecting the Pacific with the North, South, and Atlantic regions.